and a very good day. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. I hope this finds you well this week, and I thank the Lord for you. You are such a precious soul. You're precious to Him. He's numbered the hairs on your head. He has more thoughts for you than the grains of sand on the ocean shores. And I thank you, Lord, today that you love us intently and wholeheartedly. You are faithful and you still love us. Lord, you died for us while we were yet sinners. And we bless your holy name today. Thank you for your teaching, Lord, that as I speak these words, that I would even learn more myself when I teach it. This week we are continuing the topic on faith. But before we get back into the topic today, I felt it was important to read out a couple of verses to you and talk about the importance of life versus death, uh, light versus darkness, health versus sickness. And so let's look at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7 to 8, in the Amplified Classic Edition. It says, Be not wise in your own eyes. Reverently fear and worship the Lord, and turn entirely away from evil. It shall be health to your nerves, and sinews, and marrow, and moistening to your bones. So this means that if we turn entirely away from evil, our nerves, sinews, and marrow, and bones benefit from it, from us turning away from evil, and reverently fearing and worshipping the Lord. So if we keep turned towards evil, and we do not turn entirely to the Lord, what will happen? Our nerves, sinews, marrow, and bones will not receive the health and the moistening of our bones that verse 8 speaks of. Now, I remember in my younger years, in sin, not knowing the Lord, I would get sick often. So sickness to the body is from the darkness. Those who do not know the Lord or do not have a believer believing by faith for their healing are more prone to getting sick and being sick for a longer time because they are not consuming the daily manna, the source of life, the source of healing and restoration. They are not abiding in the vine that is Christ Jesus. At John 15, we understand the branch and the vine. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus is our source of life. He is our source of restoration, healing, salvation, everything that we need that we lack. John chapter 6 verse 35 says, Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never be hungry, and he who believes in and cleaves to and trusts in and relies on me will never thirst any more at any time. John chapter 1 verse 5 says, And the light shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it, put it out, or absorbed it, or appropriated it, and is unreceptive to it. So we can see here yet another example of what happens when we turn away from the Lord and turn to sin, versus turning away from sin and turning to the Lord. It is like zero degrees north on the compass, Or is it 180 degrees south on the compass? Is our heart focused on the Lord, or is our heart focused on distractions of sin and other things? And there are huge ramifications and repercussions, perhaps, for the way we are walking, whether we're walking with the Lord or walking with the devil. Because 
we cannot serve two masters, but we are surely serving one of them at any given time. The thing is that we have to choose this dame whom we are serving. So I encourage you today that focus intently on the Lord. Seek him in the secret place. Turn away from sin. There is no temptation more powerful than your ability to say no to it. According to 1 Corinthians, you would find out that you have the ability to say no to anything, including all temptations. The only exception to that is when someone is in sin so long and goes deeper in sin that they start to become more possessed by the devil to the point where they are almost completely controlled by demonic spirits, demon possession. Unfortunately, there are people in that situation in the world, and they need to be redeemed. They need to be delivered. They need Jesus. But for all of us here listening today, you have the ability to say no to any temptation. Turn away from evil. Turn away from the temptation. Turn away from what you see that you shouldn't be looking at. And the power of Christ Jesus will give you strength to resist that sin. But if you are walking in sin, you have the ability to confess that sin to the Lord. And according to 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, If you confess your sin, he is faithful to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So the benefit of that, obviously, is as you turn away from sin and turn to the Lord, you will gain health in those parts of your body. Those examples that that verse said, but I believe it's the whole body, the whole of your physical body, and obviously emotionally too, receives a huge benefit when you are seeking the Lord and not seeking the enemy and his ways. So last week on the topic of faith, we talked about the importance of reading scriptures in context. So we have to be careful that you do not focus solely on one verse or part of one verse for understanding, but you read several verses before and after that verse. Do not forget especially that many verses in the Word of God are conditional. If you do this, then this will happen. If you do that, that will happen. We have to believe by faith that God is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We have to take an action for us to be born again, for us to be redeemed, reconciled by the Lord. We have to take an action by receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior for God to take us out of the clutches of the powers of darkness and move us into the kingdom of his beloved son, Jesus. One other example is Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. It says, Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. So the Lord is unable to direct and make straight and plain your paths if you do not acknowledge him in all your ways. And so verse 6 here is an example of a conditional verse. So we have to remember to read the scriptures in context, reading several verses before and after the verse to understand the bigger picture. Another very key point is that we must not walk by sight, but by faith instead. Remember that last week we were speaking about the fact that the currency of heaven is faith. It's the transactions that happen in heaven. They are not in cash. They are in faith. If you believe, you will receive. If you doubt, you will not receive. Because doubt is not faith. So we must not walk by sight, but by faith instead. We must believe 
the report of the Lord over the report of anyone else. We must believe the report of the Lord, the word of God, regardless of what it looks like in front of you, with someone telling you something over the phone, regardless of what's happening in the world as reported by the news agencies. We must trust in the Lord and what his word says. And we have the ability to speak his word over a situation that's being reported on on the news and change it by faith without doubt, fear, or unbelief, so that that situation now lines up with the Word of God, and there's no more darkness. It's just full of light and peace in that area. In Romans chapter 1, verse 17, it says, For in the gospel, a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed, both springing from faith and leading to faith, disclosed through the way of faith that arouses to more faith. As it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright, shall live and shall live by faith. Another version would say, the just shall live by faith. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, For we walk by faith, we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction or belief, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things, with trust and holy fervor, thus we walk not by sight or appearance. So God sent his son from heaven to offer us a way back to God by destroying the works of the enemy and sacrificing himself at the cross with his shed blood for our sins. Before and since this moment that Jesus came to the earth and accomplished everything that the Father willed him to accomplish, to receive something from heaven has had to be by faith on the person believing. Even while Jesus was on the earth, he had to believe by faith for miracles that the Father would work through him by the Holy Spirit. So faith has continued to be the currency of heaven, even through Christ Jesus upon the earth. And of course, Jesus is our example. So what Jesus achieved, we should be able to achieve in his name, in him. And Jesus even said, we shall do the same works and greater we shall do. Even the prophets of old, in the Old Testament, had to believe by faith that they were hearing from God. God gave them serious assignments, and they had to trust God in their hearts and not lean on their own understanding. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. The people that the Lord gave his word to, the God-breathed word that wrote the Bible, They had to believe by faith that they were truly hearing from him so they would not make a mistake. So when you have time, read Hebrews chapter 11 for a list of men and women that trusted the Lord by faith and major events resulted in their lives. Let's read a few verses. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. For by faith, trust and holy fervor born of faith, the men of old had divine testimony borne to them and obtained a good report. By faith, we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible. Now, I want to encourage you today, before we move on here, that this did not stop 
what we see was not made out of things which are visible. This phenomenon, this amazing ability for God to create things from the invisible realm and make it visible, that is still occurring today. I can lay hands on a sick person and their legs can grow out. So their legs grew from something that was made, but not of that which was visible. It was a miracle from God that people's legs grow out when you believe for it. So these things are happening today. Verse 4, prompted, actuated by faith, Abel brought God a better and more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, because of which it was testified on him that he was righteous, that he was upright and in right standing with God, and God bore witness by accepting and acknowledging his gifts. And though he died, yet through the incident, he is still speaking. Verse 5, Because of faith, Enoch was caught up and transferred to heaven, so that he did not have a glimpse of death, and he was not found because God had translated him. For even before he was taken to heaven, he received testimony still on record that he had pleased and been satisfactory to God. So without faith, Enoch would have not been caught up and transferred to heaven. Verse 7, prompted by faith, Noah, being forewarned by God concerning events of which as yet there was no visible sign, took heed and diligently and reverently constructed and prepared an ark for the deliverance of his own family. By this, his faith which relied on God, he passed judgment and sentence on the world's unbelief and became an heir and possessor of righteousness, that relation of being right into which God puts the person who has faith. You see, where would we be today if Noah had not believed, if Noah had not used the faith that God had given him, the equal measure that he had given him and to the rest of us? Verse 8, urged on by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and went forth to a place which he was destined to receive as an inheritance. And he went, although he did not know or trouble his mind about where he was to go. So Abraham trusted in the Lord, and he didn't let it bother him that he did not know where he was going. But he knew the Lord's voice, and he trusted in the Lord. So that's key. We have to seek the Lord with all of our heart so that we can find him. If we're born again, he's within us. He's in our heart. And it's not a long-distance phone call to the stars, the planets. He's right here within us and with us. He's with us. So let's have a conversation with him because we know his voice. His sheep know his voice. We are his sheep. He is the great shepherd. And we know his voice when he speaks. We know that that unction by the Holy Spirit in our heart when we need to do something or go somewhere, help someone, maybe not do something. Sometimes there's a yes or a no in our hearts when we're faced with a decision. And we should go with our prompting of the Holy Spirit. So these are examples from Hebrews chapter 11. Men of old, women of old, using the faith that God had given them in order to believe and have the result happen according to God's will. So the currency of heaven has been faith all along, and it still has the same currency today. So in an extreme example to try and help you understand, you believe that the sky is blue. But if the word of God would say that the sky is green, then the truth is that the sky is green no matter what you think based on what you saw or what you see. You may not be able to explain it, but you must accept 
that the Bible is a greater reality than what you see, and that you now believe that the sky is green, even though you see that it's blue. The Word of God is a greater reality than what you see, feel, smell, sense. Here's another example. An x-ray of a broken leg is a fact that according to the x-ray, the leg is broken. But the greater reality, the Word of God, in Isaiah 53 verse 5, shows us that by the scourging of Jesus' body, that broken leg isn't broken because it was healed. When that verse is accepted in the believer's heart to be the truth about the broken leg, then the leg becomes healed because the believer used the measure of faith he or she was given that we all have an equal measure of. And the word of God was alive and active in that moment. And the leg had no choice but to come into alignment because of the power of the word of God being accepted in faith by the believer. Now, this could be a person believing for the person with the broken leg, or it could be the person with the broken leg that believes by faith. Either one of those two individuals will get that leg healed. And when the doctor takes another x-ray, they will see that the leg is completely healed. No fractures. It was like nothing happened. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says that, For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. I thought it was interesting that this verse mentions marrow and joints, parts of the body that we spoke about earlier in Proverbs chapter 3. And when you seek the Lord, when you are in the Word of God, which is alive and active, this is another reason that the body becomes restored in health. It's because the Word of God is full of power. It's full of life. The Word of God is Jesus himself, and he says, I am the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. So that means, and it stands to reason, when you read the Word of God, when you meditate and ponder on it, Psalm chapter 1, verse 2, your body shall inherit life, restoration. Your soul will be energized. Your soul will be lifted out of any depression, anxiety, addictions. You just have to soak in the Word of God. You have to soak in the Lord's presence. Seek Him. Seek Him privately. Seek Him continuously. He is better than your best friend. He died for you. He died for you. So try not to work out how God is going to get you provision. Just believe He will. Sometimes focusing our mind on a situation so long because you're trying to figure it out will end up causing you to doubt and end up out of faith because your logic says, it's impossible. I don't know how God is going to get me out of the situation. So I don't believe it will happen because I don't know how he's going to do it. And that results in a cancellation of whatever faith you were using towards God's divine intervention. This is you leaning on your own understanding when God's understanding is supernatural. God's understanding says, just believe. Jesus said, only believe. And if we look at Mark chapter 5, verse 36, overhearing but ignoring what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be seized with alarm and struck with fear. Only keep on believing. That means only keep on believing. Do not doubt. Do not be in fear or unbelief. Just believe. 
And so we are here today to encourage you to continue to believe by faith in the promises of God that he's already died for you. He's already paid for your sins. He's already paid for you to be reconciled back to him, taken out of the powers of darkness and taken to the kingdom of his beloved son by God himself, that you can be completely delivered from all oppression, depression, harm, sickness, disease, troubled thinking, troubled minds. The word of God straightens out our thinking, but we have to use our free will to read the word of God and accept that it's true. But know that it's alive and active. Every letter of every word on the paper is alive. We just have to meditate on it so that our soul will come completely renewed. Our mind needs to become renewed to this word so that the old thinking stays away from us, that we only contemplate what God's word says about something. So that is all the time we have for this week. If you'd like to partner with us, our website is tog.world, touchofgod.world. You can also call us for prayer at country code 1-407-705-3151. And until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.